0: This episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream. CuriosityStream is a subscription streaming service that offers more than 2,000 documentaries and nonfiction titles from some of the world's best filmmakers, including originals. With CuriosityStream, you can watch award-winning science, technology, history, and nature documentaries worldwide, on demand, and on multiple devices. This is one of our favorite homeschool resources, isn't it, Kate?
1: Yes, it is. Plans start at just two ninety nine a month and I always say that Curiosity Stream is the best three bucks I spend each month. Aside from I think the public library, it's my top recommendation when it comes to homeschool resources. When you think about it, you get such value for less than the price of one of those fancy fall beverages that everyone's drinking right now.
0: That's what I always compare it to. I compare it to my Starbucks tea, which is three bucks. So mm-hmm right for a whole month that's pretty amazing and speaking of fall curiosity stream will be premiering some spookier fun in preparation for halloween themes include the 17th century witch trials the migration of bats the literature of frankenstein and vampires and many more along that vein i'm getting so excited (laughs) several of these shows are kid-friendly but still spooktacular and if Halloween isn't your thing,
1: Curiosity Stream has tons of educational content. On October 17th, they're premiering Amazing Dino World, a brand new two-part dinosaur series with amazing animation on par with Out of the Cradle. So if your kids love dinosaurs, they might love that one. And in early November, they'll be launching a biographical series on American history.
0: Oh my goodness, so much fun. There's like something for everyone.
1: There's more than something for everyone because I feel like our watch list is out of control. (laughs) (laughs) We watch a lot and we still don't get to everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So if you want to learn more, go to curiositystream.com slash homeschool to sign up for your free trial. And if you watch anything you love, be sure to share it with us because we're always adding items to our watch lists.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey there and welcome to the homeschool sisters podcast.
0: I'm Kate and I'm Kara and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you.
1: We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot
0: easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey Kate. Hey Kara. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's feeling like fall here. Is it feeling like fall finally for you?
1: It is. And um, I woke up this morning and there's frost on the ground.
0: <gasps> oh.
1: Yeah. It was feeling okay. a little more like, a little past fall this morning, but yeah. it's warming up.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I got all excited. I'm like, I can't wait for fall. I love fall. Fall's my favorite. And then, like, my skin turns into, like, an old boot. Yes. It is. Every fall. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this part. Like, because what happened? Like, it just, it, like, it's like somebody flips a switch. And then I go from, like, a normal person to, like, mummified. I don't know.
1: I know. How do you prevent that? Because the same thing happens to me.
0: I don't know. People are telling me um, good fats, which is always funny when people tell me good fats because I'm like, they see that all I eat is, like, M&M's and french fries because <laughs> that's what I post on Instagram. Like, I want to be like, I promise. I pretty much drink olive oil morning, noon, and night. I do eat some good fats. I love avocados. Um People say good fats and lots of water. But... I drink
1: a ton of water. <clears throat> I love avocados. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just par for the course here. It's just.
0: Yeah. I think it's like that sudden change. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, yeah. I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working through it. I ordered some stuff from Amazon I was actually really proud of myself because like I did an end run because like somebody told me, oh yeah, it's this stuff we can link to it. It's called plant therapy, something, something, the company's plant therapy and it's sold out on their site and you have to get on a waiting list. And I was like, I wonder if Amazon has it. And they had like five left. So I went and I I bought one. Yeah. And this is moisturizer? Yes. It's like a balm, like a shea butter. I don't know. I think I'm just going to put it from head to toe and see. It's supposed to be here today. I'll keep you updated.
1: Hope for the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me that you can order something and have it be here the next day. It is,
1: we're living in kind of a crazy time.
0: Yeah. Think about it. And it's kind of dangerous because, of course, somebody told me about it last night at like 9 p.m. And I'm like, I will pay for that. Sure. And then it's going to get here. And like, it's not good if you're impulsive. I feel like I kind of need somebody to take my phone away from me every afternoon at like four thirty. Yeah, there needs to be a pop-up
1: box at Amazon saying, "Do you really, do you really need this right now?"
0: Right. After you click. Yeah. After like, are you sure? Are you just, are you just feeling crusty? Like, will it go away in a day? <laughs> are you just feeling crusty? <laughs> That's what it is. It's like crusty. It's like I have a crusty muzzle. I'm like a. Oh. Okay, this is this is unrelated, but um, our our cat, our kitten Maya, she when we got her, she had a white nose, and then she developed like this spot on her nose, and we thought that there was something wrong, like that she had maybe scraped it or something, because it just kept getting more and more pronounced. No, it's just dried cat food <gasps> stuck to her face. Yeah. So we have to like, she hates it, like with a warm washcloth, like scrape her little nose, because she really does have a white nose under there, but it just looked like we thought that her nose was, so Maya and I both have. She's a vigorous eater. She is. She is. We both have the crusty (laughs) muzzles. I'm right there with you.
1: My nose is peeling off. I went to the dermatologist this morning and the kids were like, mom, you have a bat in the cave. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just my face is falling off.
0: <laughs> That's what happens. What hunger, okay? <laughs> I think it's a combination of like the weather change. And then as you get older, your skin sort of naturally dries out a little bit yeah. more. But yeah, there's like pieces of it that are coming off. It's not, it's get not it good. Together, face. Yeah. I don't like getting older, but we have a wonderful episode today, so we should. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, we can stop talking about our skin coming (laughs) off. (laughs) We are going to be joined by Greta Eskridge um, of Ma and Pa Modern on Instagram, and she's an awesome writer and a speaker and a homeschool person, and I'm going off script. Um, Greta Eskridge is a mom of four who loves words, nature, and coffee. You probably know her from her beautiful Instagram account, Modern, where she shares snippets of her homeschool days with her kids, plus lots and lots of photos of them adventuring together. And we're thrilled because that's part of what we're going to be talking with her about today.
1: Greta writes at gretaeskridge.com and is a sought-after speaker and a beautiful, encouraging voice out there. And here's a fun fact. She's a second-generation homeschooler. And I don't know about you, but I always love hearing from someone who has been homeschooled and who is doing well and is happy.
0: Yes, it's so reassuring. Like, yay, it's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've got this.
1: And maybe most exciting of all, Greta has a book coming out in July of 2020.
0: Oh, this is going to be good. So should we give her a call? Absolutely. Okay. Hi, Greta. Hi, Greta. Hi. Welcome. Hi, welcome. We're so, we're so excited to talk to you. Thanks. I'm super excited to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do? Yes, I'd love to because I'm
2: an immigrant seven, so I love to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, only kind of. Okay, so I'm Greta Eskridge, and um, I am a mom of four kids, three boys and one girl, and um, I'm married to Aaron. He's an artist, and we all live in Southern California, and lived here my whole life. I'm like a third-generation Californian, so... I can't really relate to you girls who live where it's cold. (laughs) Um, We have a different definition of cold. Um, But uh, I think because we live in California partly, we're huge outdoors people. It's easy for us to be outside. We love to, to hike and go to the beach and tide pools. So being in nature is a huge part of our life. And then also books and art and homeschooling. We've been homeschooling from day one. I'm a second-generation homeschooler, and I always wanted to homeschool my kids, so I've been doing it for 15 years. My oldest is 15 now, so that's that's us, and uh, me, besides homeschooling and taking care of everybody and all the things that we do as moms and wives, I am writing my first book, and um, I love to write, and I love to speak, and try to balance all of it,
0: and... I don't think I'm
2: doing very well, but, you know, that's the story of all of our lives, right? So true.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's not exactly what we were planning on talking about today. But I love that you said that it's, it's hard. And I think a lot of times people see, um, you know, other moms see somebody writing a book, and they think, well, you know, like, she must have everything else figured out if she's able to write a book, right? And that's not, that's not how it works. We're just, making it up and figuring it out one day at a time, right?
2: (laughs) Flying by the
1: seat of our pants.
2: (laughs) Yes. Can I tell you a short story? I'm a huge story person. Uh, So let me just tell you one short story about this, even though this wasn't our topic, because I think it's a good one. (laughs) And maybe it will encourage all of you. Uh, So I was working on my big deadline. My first round of edits were due in the midst of my husband having knee surgery. And I was scheduled to go out of town and there was just so much going on and I was very overwhelmed and very stressed. So when I made it through, after having my first ever panic attack, um, I got to the other side and I'm telling Aaron, my husband, I'm like, babe, I think next time, like I have a big, um, like if I ever get to write another book and I have a big deadline, I think like for the month before the deadline, there's a few things I want to do differently. One of them would be have someone come clean the house like once a week. And I'm like, I know that's a really big stretch. That's not a part of our life. It never has been. But I think it would really help. And he goes, I think that's a great idea, honey. And we could even start right now. (laughs) And I was like, wow, you are so right. We could. And I'm sorry (laughs) that everything is so terrible around here. (laughs) Uh, And in the past, like... As a a younger wife and less secure person, I would have been so hurt and offended and felt like I needed to, like, you know, justify. But I was like, yeah, you're right, honey. I'm sorry. This place looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) We could use somebody right now. You're right. (laughs) So there you go. There's the truth about balance. It is
1: not happening. It's not happening. Something else is always sort of unraveling.
2: Something yeah. has to give, and sometimes it's school, sometimes it's the house, sometimes yeah. it's groceries, whatever. It's something,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's
1: okay. Just speak over here, it's laundry. If you saw my family room right now,
0: there's just baskets. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wait, that's not sometimes normal to give. just have
0: baskets everywhere of laundry. Well, Hold on. <laughs>
1: well, it is often normal to have a couple. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, for for but me, couple have. That's multiply. like the thing that when. Um, one of my kids is like, can so-and-so come over? Like if we're, you know, if we're at an event and then they want one of their friends to come back. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, you have to get all the laundry baskets out of (laughs) and like hide them upstairs. (laughs)
1: We had Story Club over our house last week or the week before and I just had them put one of the fuzzy blankets that we have for Hooga schooling, just like toss it over it. And I was like, if anyone's wondering, that's the laundry. (laughs) We just just tried to fancy it up for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just too tired to even lug it up and down and hide it.
0: That works. Yeah. Just cover the mountain. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Speaking of mountains, look, I did a segue. Okay. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> fresh, so, Greta. You are an adventurer. You are like this adventurous spirit. Where did Where did that come from? Where did your adventure soul come from?
2: For my dad. Um, my dad loves adventure. My mom is the opposite. She's a total homebody. She would love nothing better than to be at home with a cup of tea and a book and looking outside from the comforts of home <laughs> where it's clean <laughs> and warm and dry. And um, so my dad is the adventurer. I got my love of books from my mom and my love of adventure from my dad. And he adventured with us as much as he could growing up, but we were a single um, income family because um, we homeschooled and we never had, uh, my dad didn't have a lot of time or a lot of money, so we didn't get to go on huge adventures to far away places, um, but that didn't matter because it was really about just doing something and being together and um, I just always craved more. And now that I have kids of my own and my own car (laughs) and, um, a tank of gas, it's, it's just been the most incredible experience to be able to fill so many of the adventure longings that I've had my whole life
0: now with my own children. Oh, I love that. Okay. So, so what kinds of things does that include with your kids?
2: Well, um, when they were when they were small like i think starting around the age of 5 so when my oldest was was starting going to start kindergarten and i was going to homeschool i decided i wanted to be outside together once a week that that would be one of our school days and at first it was just us because we didn't have a homeschool community around us yet and so we just hiked where it was local and safe our first hike that we did together just, I had three at the time and the baby was on my back and the other two were kind of running around near me. And the lady at the nature center said, you know, it's getting close to dusk and that's when the mountain lions come out. You're not going to go very far, are you? And I was very confident. I'm like, Oh, we're going to be fine. No, we're not going to go too far. They're little, but you know, there's, we'll make noise. It'll be fine. (laughs) And, um, we, like, barely venture down the trail, and we see a coyote, which is not nearly <laughs> as scary as a mountain lion. But at first, before I realized it was a coyote, because he was lurking off the trail in kind of, like, the dark bushes, my heart pounded. And I'm like, it's a mountain lion. But it was just a coyote. But that made me recognize I needed to not be overly confident with my three <laughs> small children alone on a trail. Um, And so we started small. We just did local parks and nature centers and go to the beach. And now over the years, it's grown because I have two teenage boys now that can build campfires and set up tents. And um, I can take them camping, just me and them. And like, it kind of feels like the world is our oyster now. We worked a long way to get there. But now... There's all kinds of things we can do together.
1: I love that, how it's progressed over time. And I, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have a nature group now that you yes. do maybe weekly. Yes. What's that like? How does that function? So
2: we call our group Adventure Club and we've been together for uh, 11 years. Wow. And um, when... When I started with just my three kids were all really small, I found a couple other moms who were interested in doing the same kind of thing I was, going out every week together in nature, studying nature and being in nature, exploring and adventuring, and dedicating a school day to that. So um, there are four of us in the group that have been together the whole time, and then new people have joined and left in the years. Our group ranges in age from 16 down to just under a year. Mm-hmm. And there are about usually be t- between 10 and 12 families in the group. And we cap out at 12 because we all have a lot of kids. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's fine when you're out on a trail together, but when we do museums or anything like that, we show up with like 60,000 people, <laughs> the docents can get a little overwhelmed by us. <laughs> And also, you know, it's nice to have a smaller group for relationship building and just that intimacy and connection. Mm. All the kids play really well together. And when it just grows bigger and bigger, it feels harder to have those deep connections. So anyways, we, we adventured together just yesterday. We drove about an hour to the mountains and we hiked and played in the creek. And um, then we just spent the day up exploring the woods and that's kind of what we do every week
0: oh that's that sounds really good because well first of all you have something over on your site right at um Greta that talks about how to start a nature group I
2: okay so <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I, I had it on my old blog and then I was going to transfer it when I created my new Website and I haven't transferred it, and now I can't find that article. Okay, oh, no, <laughs> I'm okay, technologically yes. Technologically inefficient, or not inefficient? Well, I am inefficient, but I'm technologically inept. <laughs> so well, we're right um, there with you. Okay. Yes, yeah. on my list of blog posts to write, but I have a really uh, thorough Instagram post.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: on the topic, so until I have time to write the blog post again. I direct people to that Instagram post. So afterwards, if you guys ha- are more technologically, I don't know the word. I'm We're thinking, not.
0: Don't worry. If you're better at it than
2: I am, <laughs> I'll give you the link. Okay. And you can post it for people to the Instagram post. Yes. We will share it in the show notes. very for professional it. like that.
0: <laughs> well, no, that's no problem. We can link to that <sighs> over at the show notes at the um, This is episode 82. So we'll put it over there. Okay. Um, but. Uh, What I like is that you, you know, you like have a group that you do it with because I I think it can be a little scary. Like I I, might have, I know I've told you, Kate, I might have said it on the podcast before that when I first started hiking with my kids, my mom gave me pepper spray. Hmm. And I was like, what is this for, for like bears? Like, I don't understand. And she was like, no, it's for people, you know? And I'm like, (laughs) oh my goodness, you know? That sounds like my mom. Yeah. And so... I think it can be intimidating and especially for a mom with like little ones that Mm -hmm. maybe are a little, you know, they're running around a little bit and you don't always feel like you have a hundred percent control over which direction they're going. And it's like mountain lions and coyotes and bears and people. And oh my. So (laughs) I like that you have a group because I think that's, that's really helpful. So, um, how did you originally connect with them did you meet them somewhere or put up a sign at the trail or how did that work
2: <laughs> that would be a good idea actually at her friends. yeah yeah um do you have pepper spray I, too yeah. <laughs> i um was actually this is just gonna sound like i'm super spiritual but i'm not i was praying that that i could find some old school friends because i didn't know anybody Else that was gonna homeschool. Like my son was like three, and everybody was putting their kids in preschool, and I wasn't because I was gonna homeschool. And I knew I was gonna homeschool when I was like 13. So this had been in the plans and it was not changing, but nobody else was joining me. <laughs> I was like, I'm alone. So I just was praying and I I ventured to look at a couple other groups and they weren't the right fit. And so my one of my best friends and her son was my son's best friend. And I kept trying to convince her, like, you got to do this. And um, eventually just there were a few people that, like, this person said, oh, my friend's going to homeschool. You need to meet her. And and it was just like that. Like, there were just a few people that came and then we started our group and more people were interested. And um, it's just now there's, like, a waiting list always of people who are wanting to join the group because um, homeschooling has grown. So it was, I mean, it was, it just sort of happened. It wasn't a um, a planned thing. It was organic and it was totally God that helped me out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Cause I mean, it, it's just, I think it can be hard and sometimes people feel like there's this secret, like, place where all the homeschoolers are meeting that they just aren't going to or something. And and the truth is sometimes it's just, it just takes some time and you just kind of have to stick with it. And Mm -hmm. like you said, you have to test out some things that don't work for you. And be brave yeah. enough to walk away from those things and go, that isn't working. And not, right. well, I'm going to try to make it work, even though every time I go there, I kind of feel like I'm going to throw up, you know. It's- <laughs> yeah.
2: And for me, I mean, it was starting it myself because I tried these other groups. They weren't the right fit. They weren't what I was looking for. They weren't the vision that I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, well, I'm going to start this. And there's a few people I can invite. I mean, I have to twist their arm because they aren't even thinking they're gonna homeschool. <laughs> but by golly, <laughs> I'm gonna make them. And um, and so for me, it, it was starting the group myself and inviting a few other people to be part of it, and and then learning and growing over time. I mean, we have learned a lot together over the years, and we've changed things and. We've gone through periods where people's feelings have been hurt and we've messed up and we've done things wrong and then we figured out how to do it right. We've grown more relaxed as our kids have gotten older. Um, So being willing to just stick it out, even if it's messy or it's hard or it's not quite right in the beginning, starting it yourself or being brave enough to join a group that is the right fit but you feel like oh, can I fit into this? They're already all friends. I mean, there's so many different things that go into being part of a group or making a group work for you. And it's hard, but I will say it is 100% worth it. And it's been one of the very best parts of our homeschooling journey. Our adventure club is, has, it's been incredible.
1: I love that you dedicate an entire day to it and I'm wondering what would you say to the parents who maybe are earlier on their journey and aren't quite so relaxed that are worried about the academics because I get whenever people see us hiking on Instagram I always get questions from people mm-hmm. saying well what how do you how do you make this work how do you do the other stuff like I want to do this but where is the space for the other stuff
2: Well I would say when your kids are little, it's actually much easier because you have less, probably less additional classes that you're a part of and you can, um, you can do more on those other days because you just, they don't have as much work to do when they're smaller. But I, I remember being in the beginning when my kids were little feeling like, you know, oh, I have to do this every day and have this schedule. Um, so now I know with hindsight that I could be, uh, more relaxed when they're younger, but in the moment I remember not feeling that way. And I think it was just, there's, there isn't like some sort of magic schedule answer. It's just a willingness to say, this is a priority. So, we will listen to books in the car if it's a long drive. And for me, that's school. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. We will, um, we do nature study while we're out there. And that's school. That's our science. Um, They're practicing being with other people, that socialization that everybody (laughs) (laughs) worries about. So that could be your number one answer right there. Oh, well, on Tuesdays, we are practicing socialization, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay, um, but I mean, community is a huge part of my kids' homeschooling experience. That is, that's their community. So, for me, dedicating time for them to be with their friends is critically important. Um, but we do a book club together, so that's part of it. I mean, there's there are academics that are happening but it's not measurable necessarily. Um, And so I would say that's the second part of the answer is that for me, I am comfortable with my kids taking part in activities where there is no measurable data to prove what they are learning. There is no test. There is no, um, you know, paper that they wrote a, a summary at the end of the day of what they did so they can show dad or grandma or whoever else stranger on the internet is wondering what they've learned. (laughs) There's, there's no, there's no measurable data to show what we're doing is learning, but I know they're learning and I am okay with that. Um, So I think it can just be a big adjustment for your heart and your mind To make that step and to say, this is important for them as lifelong learners, for their relationships with other people, their relationship with me, and all those things matter just as much as doing math today.
0: Oh, okay. There's like five or six quotes that we need to put (laughs) on (laughs) fancy (laughs) backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting quoted? Wow. (laughs) Well, if we can figure out the technical part, yes. Yeah, yes. I know, I know don't hold your breath but (laughs) okay
2: well it's just nice to know you wanted to yeah yeah
0: (laughs) but that's so that was that was excellent yeah and it's really good and I I wonder if part of that comes from like you don't have that public school mindset that you're trying to replicate you know a public school at home because that's not your background so you're like oh yeah you know I don't have that noise blurring my vision for my kids and and I really think that what you're talking about giving them is like that's so much more important in their lives Mm -hmm. than making sure that, you know, you can check that box of, okay, we did language arts and social Mm -hmm. studies and yeah. Right.
2: You know, because I, you're right, I was homeschooled, so I have a different perspective and I think that that is incredibly helpful. I am so fortunate because I can say well, you know, one of the most valuable parts of my homeschooling experience was every morning climbing the bed with my mom and having a cup of tea with her and reading the newspaper. Oh. That's what we did. Oh, yeah. Like my mom was not an early morning girl. She loved to have a slow morning. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it took her a while as a homeschooler with no homeschooling experience to be like, you know what, this is who I am. And this is the kind of mom I am. And we're not going to start at 8.30 in the morning around the kitchen table because that would stress me out. And we're going to start in bed with tea and the paper. And I can remember so many mornings doing that with her. And those are precious memories. I recall those with so much more fondness than I ever recall doing math or science or whatever else. Those things happened, but they didn't have an impact on me the way – tea and newspaper did in the morning with my mom. So relationships are hugely important to me because they were important part of my experience being homeschooled. And that is part of why we do Tuesday's adventures, because it is about relationships with my kids and me, with them and their friends, with each other as siblings. As homeschoolers, we get to have relationships with our kids that are being built for the long haul. And I don't wanna miss out on that because I have to make sure I checked off the boxes of the lesson plan book. I, I know that doesn't always sit well with people because they feel uncomfortable. It feels like frivolous or um, somehow not as important, but we know as moms, it is so important.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's so much good there. But I just, I want moms to go back. Like, just the image. Yeah. Just rewind and listen to the part where you talked about like your mom didn't necessarily like wake up at 6 a.m. and have, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And yet y- you're awesome. You turned out so, so <laughs> wonderful. And then look at this legacy that you're giving to your kids. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned their friends. And that's something that I just really admire about you because. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who's naturally like comfortable always around kids and teens and stuff and you seem to have like a very like just sweet relationship with your kids friends. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Um I just love their friends. <laughs> <laughs> um I I really like to be with them and I think that um I I want to get to know them. They make me laugh. They're funny. They're silly. And they bring me a lot of joy. And so um, I try to get to know them as people too. So I know when your kids are little, sometimes you feel overwhelmed when their (laughs) friends come over. I remember it feels like more work and you're just doing damage control and praying that they don't take every toy out of the closet, and then it's like, you know, you just are left with chaos and destruction <laughs> and disorder. That's kind of how it is when your kids are little and they have friends over, but it's, they they reach this certain age, like, you know, seven or eight, depending on the child. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but where it's like, all of a sudden, it's, it's not more work when their kids are over, it's less, less. work. They're yeah. entertaining each other, and they're having fun, and and I know the temptation is to just be like, yes, I can get free time and I don't have to watch my kids anymore. I get a break. I'm a homeschooling mom. I deserve it. And that is true. But I also think it's really wonderful to step in just a little bit and be a part of their lives when they're playing together so that you get to know their friends. And, and um, you know, if they say, can we make cookies? You know it's going to be work. And, but you can be a part of it. And so I think just getting to know your kids' friends, what they're interested in, um, who they are, it, it makes them feel welcome in your home, and you want them there. So I just try to get to know them as people and, and kind of be their friend, too, a
0: little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you good.
1: homeschool us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'd love to come over, come over. <laughs>
1: there
2: probably will not be as much schooling um <laughs> as you might like or expect but we will have a lot of fun can,
0: can we drink tea and read the newspaper in bed is that okay that sounds okay sweet, yeah. i'm all about that that's just my style so uh,
2: and yeah. watch great british baking show in bed too and let's see what else could we do that's amazing <laughs>
1: But when you have such a joyful, you know, connected homeschool, then they're more receptive to the learning that you're doing. Like when you pull out the math book, it's, well, (laughs) well,
2: you know, (laughs) the hope is. (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, I think that generally my kids don't um, uh, reject or gripe about schooling um, too much. And, when they do, I, I definitely try to listen. And sometimes the response is, you know, we just have to do this. Like school is part of life, but other times, because they don't complain that often, if I notice it's happening a lot, then I want to pay attention to it because they might have a legitimate complaint. There might be Mm -hmm. something that's not working. And so, um, I think, (sighs) I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not of the mindset that learning has to be drudgery. So I want to try to make it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just like having fun too much. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Like, it shouldn't be like, okay, we have to do school and it's horrible. Like, we should love to learn. And, and if there's something that's really um, making it awful, we shouldn't power through it necessarily just because we have to it might be a good time to reassess and say oh this isn't a good fit I don't know um
1: yeah <laughs> guys, I, I feel like I'm the worst guesser. no you aren't this is exactly how I feel say... I'm like like cheering you on over yeah because I feel like this something a lot of people need to hear because you have <laughs> if you come from a public school you've got that little voice in your head saying well where was the math today and where was right. did you write today and you know if and then you have this feeling when you're out in public and people are saying what no school today That's almost <laughs> yes this. what are they gonna say or when people are asking what grade your kids are in and oh. they're staring at you blankly like right this this feels good if you're in that space, I think to hear this. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. My kids, <laughs> I mean, my oldest is 15 and they still will answer. They'll still say when someone will say, what grade are you in? They'll still say, well, we're homeschooled. So, you know, like I guess I would be in 10th grade. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we had a, um, we had a whole conversation in the car yesterday about if middle school and junior high are the same thing. Cause I was driving around four homeschoolers and they don't know. And I was like, well, yeah. kind of, I think, I think they're the same. Some, some places it's sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, some places it's this and this and this. And yeah, they don't know. And, and, and they're all doing yeah. fine. So yeah.
2: And those don't, those things don't matter once you get out of mm-hmm. high school anyways.
0: Right. So, right. Um,
2: I was going to say that the, between being homeschooled myself and then homeschooling my own kids i taught public high school for 5 years so that is also i feel like a real blessing to me because i can say oh yeah well when i taught public high school and i had a, you know an hour period for english with 45 students that whole 45 minutes or hour was not all learning i mean a lot of it was telling kids Put, sharpen your pencil. okay, let's take roll. Stop talking, pay attention. Like you yeah. know, um I have a perspective to to recognize like I never finished all my curriculum in one year with my students. And I was only teaching one subject, and we still didn't finish all of it. We didn't get through it every year because there were so many distractions and things that they didn't know how to do, and it took us, you know, two months to write one essay. So like I think that's an important thing for parents to recognize too when you homeschool is that you think, oh, if they were in traditional school, that teacher would have it all together." Well, that teacher doesn't have it all together because she's human too. We're all human and we're all just
0: doing our best right. yeah, there's this idea that at our lowest moments we think, well, if I just sent my kids to school, everything would be okay mm-hmm. and that's not there's no guarantee that just because they would go to school that they would instantly understand long division you know when they're struggling with it at home and we're like okay you know if i just put them in school they would get long division that and that's not a guarantee they might still struggle with that concept and then what's going to happen they're going to come home and you're still going to be teaching them long division and trying to help them get long division <laughs> but then also you have to like get them on a bus at 6:45 in the morning so right yeah Where are you really we're doing the long that?
1: division thing right now that is just and every kid feels like they're the one that's having problem with it i'm like no you've all had trouble with this <laughs> it's just i had trouble with it i can remember learning it it's just a rite of passage. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how necessary really
2: is it? Right. I mean, let's, let's be age. honest. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever seen, I think it's a meme, but it's the one that's like, it says, um, I'm so glad on tax day that I spent <laughs> yeah. so much time studying like parallelograms or something yeah. like that. You know, I'm I'm messing up right. the meme, but uh, you know, yep. like yeah. sometimes it is, you know, there's practical things that our kids need to learn, too, not just the academics. Like, there needs to be a balance.
0: Right, right. Definitely.
1: Yeah. This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is an award-winning monthly subscription crate with hands-on projects for kids 0 to 16. It makes learning about science, technology, art, geography, culture, and math fun.
0: Everything KiwiCo produces is designed by experts and tested by kids. KiwiCo spends over a thousand hours designing and testing every single crate.
1: KiwiCo offers projects for every age and interest, from geography and culture to engineering and design to science and art and much more. And Kara, you just had some boxes arrive at your house, right?
0: We did We did um, an atlas crate that was all about Japan. And then we got the... Um, the pinball machine in Eureka Crate? Have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's awesome. So much fun. That is so fun.
1: This month, we were exploring China with our Atlas Crate. And we're going to make a stained glass sun catcher, which will be perfect for entering the dark <gasps> yeah. season here. Their doodle crate. And then we're ridiculously excited that our Eureka Crate that just came, you make a card shuffling machine, <gasps> which is perfect for our family because we play so many Yeah.
0: Games. <laughs>
1: So I was thinking with the holidays on the horizon, this would make a great gift. And there's really something for anyone from ages one to 104.
0: Totally. You know how aunts and uncles and everybody are always like, what can I get your kids? What can I get your kids? A subscription to KiwiCo because there is nothing that brings kids as much joy as getting a KiwiCo box at their door. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They are like, it came. (laughs) I I always say I used to have a closet right by – my front door so I could hide our KiwiCo boxes when they came and now we don't have that anymore so now we just have to do them the minute the doorbell rings and the kids see them <laughs> <laughs> so to learn more about all the crates KiwiCo has to offer and to pick which ones your kids would like best go to KiwiCo.com slash homeschool sisters that's KiwiCo.com slash homeschool sisters sisters listeners who follow this link will get a free trial promotion you'll get your first month free you'll just need to pay shipping 4.95 for the US or 9.95 for international shipping. Okay, so speaking of balance, you were talking about um you know, you you want your days to be joyful with your kids. You don't want it learning to be drudgery. And that's how I feel too. So originally I was going to ask you like, okay, you're an Enneagram 7. Enneagram 7 love adventure. They love like new things and excitement and everything else, but now I'm realizing that might not be an enneagram 7 thing. That might just be that a lot of us just don't want our kids to hate learning. So, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great
2: that's a great goal to have,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um do you ever though find yourself having to like rein it in a little bit as an enneagram 7 like you like you would go out every day and have fun if you could. Oh, yes. Yeah. Totally. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. Like, if we could not be home every day, I would be... Well, okay, I would like to be, like, Monday, Tuesday, gone, Wednesday, home, to, like, make sure the house is semi-clean and decent. Although, you know, in my dream world, then we would have <laughs> the housekeeper here to do that. <laughs> then I could be gone Wednesday as well. And then be gone, you know, the other two days of the week. Um, I would love... like there's people that are like, oh, five days with nothing on the schedule and we just get to be home and that's heaven to them. That is not heaven to me. And I used to really struggle with that because I thought like I was avoiding work that needed to be done or I just wasn't, um, like the, the right kind of woman, the right kind of wife and mom. Mm -hmm. And, um, Now I've come to recognize as I've gotten to know myself better and to be comfortable with who I am and who God made me to be is that that's that's okay. That is where my um, joy and and even I would say some of my giftings are Mm -hmm. in is in in being out and finding all the joy that there is outside in the great big world, Um, of course the The struggle then is to recognize that there are some things that have to happen at home and that I can even find joy in being home. And so um, that's, yeah, that's where my struggle is all the time is, okay, I'm g- going to be home and I'm not going to just think of being home as a chore and see all mm-hmm. the things that need to be done and that I would rather not do. I need to say, I love it here as well and um, to, luckily I I don't have kids that are like we want to be home all the time because that would be a huge struggle for me. I mean I know there are moms that are like they have a kid that wants to go and they want to stay home or vice versa and I think that's a really hard dynamic. In my family my kids are pretty much like yeah let's go like let's do something Um but to then find that balance for them, too, is like, okay, we, we can't do something fun every day. Sometimes we do have to be <laughs> We have to be home. <laughs> and um, I understand you, son or daughter. I get how you feel because I'm the same way. But today we have to stay home and do work at home and do the laundry that's sitting on the dining room table or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely is a balance. Mm-hmm. And I have to rein
0: it in. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate writing it in. <laughs> <laughs> well when we have when we have somebody who's like more well so so are you you're an extrovert right I mean yeah so yeah when we have somebody that's more extrovert, right we, <laughs> we have to like we have to ask them because it's two introverts during this show so we're like okay tell us all the extrovert things all the extroverted things I, I can
1: do this for like two or three days and then I'm like Boom. Like, because Kara <laughs> and I are both in a busy season now. And we're doing a lot of really fun. My family is mm-hmm. doing a lot of really fun stuff. But by Thursday night, I am, like, incapacitated. I <laughs> can't formulate sentences. I just, I need a day. And originally our Friday was going to be our free day where we did more field trips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've been home or, like, hiking around here. That sort of thing. Like, out in nature. But no... No major adventures. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I
2: I do get that. And I feel like at... Usually, like, by later in the evening, I'll have reached maximum saturation (laughs) of my family. And I'll be like, Okay, I don't really want to talk to anybody anymore. (laughs) I love you all. (laughs) But you guys got to go to bed. And you can just be in your room and listen to a book or whatever. And even... I mean, I love my husband, but I don't even really want to talk to him. Like I've reached the point where I just need even just like a half an hour where I just like I can just have quiet and not um, talk to anybody. So I am definitely an extrovert. I love being with people. I love doing things. But I also do need a little bit of time to recharge. And um, I think that's okay too. Like, it's so good to know ourselves and to say this is who I am, and these are the things that fill me up, and these are the things that deplete me, and I have to find a, a way to um, have more of the filling and less of the depleting. And when when there's more depleting going on, it's okay to say, hey, I need to fill myself up a little. Um, yeah, all of those yeah. things, as homeschooling moms especially, we need to know ourselves and um, – be okay with taking care of ourselves. Yeah. It comes
1: back to that balance again.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It always comes back to the balance.
1: (laughs) Or lack thereof. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really good because I heard from a mom yesterday who said, you know, um, it's her first year homeschooling. She loves it, but she's feeling like, if she's going to do this, like she might need something else. Like mm. she might want to have some kind of hobby or interest or even a part-time job. And it's, and her question was kind of, is that okay? Oh yeah. And it just broke my heart because I, I, I like, I just wanted to be like, it's so okay. Mm-hmm. It's so okay to need something else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and that doesn't mean that you don't love your family and that you're not putting your right. family in the proper place mm-hmm. in your priority system. But um, so that's really good to hear, you know, to hear you say that, like, you know, that <laughs> we all have things we need and things that um, and, you know, all three of us, like we have we have things we do besides, you know. yeah. Um, Even
2: we're doing a podcast talking about homeschooling, but it's still... <laughs> different and it's fun, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're fulfilled speaking and you're writing a book and do you ever, do you struggle with that though? Feeling like, Oh, you know, I guess it's balance again. You know,
2: (laughs) I do struggle with it, especially because the homeschooling community that I grew up in was pretty traditional and conservative. There weren't a lot of homeschoolers at the time at all. It was the eighties, early eighties. And I lived in a small town. So there was one homeschool group for everybody to be a part of. And many of the women in that homeschool group who I loved, I babysat for their kids. Some of them were the moms of my friends. So I loved all of them, but I didn't fully identify with them, even as like a young teen. Many of them that their, they're, they um, homeschooling and their family, that was all they did. And there wasn't anything else happening and as a teen I knew even then that I wanted to be a wife and a mom and I wanted to homeschool my kids but I also knew that I longed for some other things as well like I loved writing I loved reading I loved have I wanted to go to college like there were things that I wanted to do in addition but I sort of also carried this idea like I watched all these women that I grew up with I'm like, well, that's a, real, a fully dedicated wife and mom that she is fully fulfilled by just wifing and momming and homeschooling. And so, even to this day, even though I know I am such a better wife and mom when I dedicate an hour to exercise and I write and I go away occasionally on a weekend and speak. I am a better person because of that, but there are still times where I struggle with guilt and feeling like I am putting myself first and that's not okay. So 100% yes, I struggle with it and I think probably every mom does, whether they homeschool or work, full-time or part-time or whatever. Mm -hmm. We just struggle because we want to be the best for our family, Yeah, but we also need to be filled up. (laughs)
0: That just reminded me, though, of um, something you just shared on Instagram about you went away for a speaking thing and then your husband said something so wonderful about how you're becoming this. This is me paraphrasing, but almost like you're becoming like more who you are, mm-hmm. and, you know, and oh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really hard to see um yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I just I I, it, I think it's just hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Well, I just think it's hard. I, I think, you know, we want to do these other things. And like, I was just thinking right. about how um, you took a, a trip with your dad, and um, like, how, mm-hmm. you know, how important that is. Yeah, you know, and, and, um, and yeah, so it's really easy to become a mom who feels like all I should be doing is giving to my family. But mm-hmm. sometimes you are giving to your family by doing the things that you need to do. And then that makes you better able right. to give. I don't know. It's all. Yeah. Somebody say you're, that better than me, would you? <laughs> you're, mod- you're
1: modeling for them how to, you know, continue to grow as a person and learn and help others. Yeah. Wait, even that's though you're what we taking want away, you want that for them. So yeah. it's just this, you know, thing of motherhood that we all feel guilty about it. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: And when I took that trip with my dad, I mean, it was two weeks. I had never been gone from my family for two weeks. Um, and it was in another country. We went to Greece and Turkey. I had never been that far from my family. So I didn't even feel like I should say yes when my dad invited me to go. And my husband said, you have to go. Like this could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You need to spend this time with your dad. This is, this is so important. You've got to go. And I felt so guilty, and I felt like it wasn't the right time. Um, and there were all these reasons why I shouldn't have done it, I felt. But I also knew that my husband was right, and my dad was right, saying, like, mm-hmm. we've got to do this. This is important our relationship matters too. And then I thought about okay, would when, when I'm an adult and my and well, I am an adult. <laughs> when my children are adults feel like an adult, but I am an adult. Um, when my children are adults and I were if I were to say to them, Hey, do you want to go on this trip with me? I would want them to say yes. Like Yeah. So so I I like you just said, I have to model that for them. And I am so glad I went on that trip. I don't regret it at all. And it it was a sacrifice for everybody, but it was mm-hmm. fully worth it um, because, yes, we are more than just homeschooling moms. This is just one part of our lives and one time of our lives. But mm-hmm. we have a whole life that happened before and a whole life that's going to happen after. And so we have to, to care for ourselves as we think about what will be after homeschooling and um, who am I going to be then? Yeah, because right now it's hard to imagine that. So this is so consuming; it's all consuming. But we're gonna, they're gonna grow up, <laughs> and what are we gonna do next? And we have to think about that now, and and yeah. think about relationships that will happen then. How is it gonna change? So how can I
0: prepare for that now? And yeah, it's it's big. Yeah, I, I think it ties back to what you said too about you don't want your days with your kids to be drudgery because you want to have a relationship with them Mm -hmm. as when they're adults and you don't want it to all be these memories of mom just kind of shouting at me and being miserable all the time. (laughs) Yeah, Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want them to
2: know that I loved homeschooling them. Yeah. That it was, it was, these are some of the best years of my life. And I want them to be able to look back on it and to know that that's true. Not I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they can actually have pictures in their mind of me mm-hmm. smiling and happy and <laughs> glad to be with them.
0: So then Whether it's,
2: we're doing math or yeah. We're hiking.
0: Yeah, so then it's <laughs> important to invest in the things that you need to do to make you feel joyful. Because then these days are joyful with our kids. So it all kind of comes together that, you know, it's okay to... To have these other things, but that doesn't mean it's easy to always figure out like what part goes where and how you're going to get the house clean, but. (laughs) Right, Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good.
1: Well, I had one question since you said you like to tell stories. I was wondering Uh if you could tell us about one of your favorite family adventures. And I know you just touched on one with your dad.
2: Well, I can tell you about the first time we did a family backpacking trip, which just happened last year. Um, So one of my favorite family adventures just happened not too long ago. We went on a family backpacking trip, overnight backpacking, which I had wanted to have wanted to go backpacking since I was a little girl. My dad told stories about himself going backpacking and we could just never make it work when I was a kid. And then we started having our own kids and it just was like, how are we going to take toddlers backpacking? Like this is we're adventurous. But I wasn't that adventurous. (laughs) So finally, like, my older boys had gone backpacking with my husband. But my daughter and I and our youngest, we hadn't joined in on any of the trips. So we just were like, okay, we're going to do it. Just one night. It's not a long trail. We can make it happen. And our youngest was seven. And he carried his own backpack, too. And um, my big kids were just champs. Like, they just booked up the hill. It was like two miles uphill in the mountains but David was just like not having it and (laughs) I had to go lollipops to get up the hill and sing and cajole and say you are gonna do it (laughs) and it wasn't great getting up that hill but once we got there um it was it was so fun and um we all had a terrible night's sleep um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because we we took two uh, backpacking tents and there were three of us in each tent and they were too tiny. We needed two, person, uh, two people per tent, not three people per tiny tent. So we all slept badly and we didn't bring the right food. And um, it wasn't like this magnificent, um, over-the-top, amazing experience. But at the same time, it still was because it was like, I got to see a dream come true, a dream that I had longed to to go backpacking. And I had built it up in my mind that it was going to be incredible. And um, (laughs) we weren't, like, in Yosemite, in the high Alpine meadows like I had dreamed of. Um, We were in mountains closer to home. And it didn't all go perfectly, but it was still, like, we did it. And sometimes, like, with adventures, like, it can go wrong, but you still, you're like, okay, we did it and it's going to make a great story later. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, like even if, if things go wrong and it, it, it isn't how you built it up in your mind, you can still look at it and say, there are, there are pockets and moments that were fantastic. And, um, it's giving us the confidence to move forward for the next one. And so, um, Yeah, I mean, I felt like we took our 14, 12, 10, and 7-year-old backpacking overnight. We climbed a mountain. I can't believe that that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we did it. And it's not Everest. Like, we're not like those Uber Adventure families that you see on Instagram. But we did what we could do. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty glad it happened. And I'm
0: anxious for us to do the next one. I love that. That's kind of like a homeschool metaphor right there. Like Mm -hmm. you might have to pass out some lollipops on the way up the mountain, you know, and then there's (laughs) going to be things and you're not going to sleep well times, Um, (laughs) but then you do it and then that makes you braver for next time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: Oh, oh, so good. Oh my goodness. So good. Okay. So before we go, I know everybody's going to want to know where to find you. So can you tell everybody all your favorite spots to hang out online? okay
2: so I'm most active on Instagram and my Instagram handle is ma and Pa modern and that there's a long story associated with that but I want <laughs> I want to tell you the name is random I know but we're ma and pa modern and it's all one word um, and you can find me there that's where I spend most of my time I have a website and um, on my website I have links to some of um my favorite articles that I've written and places we can find where I'm speaking and things like that. And I have a blog on there as well that I haven't been writing on super diligently because I've been writing a book, but there are some really great articles on there um, about homeschooling and some other things that I'm passionate about. So that's Greta And those are the two main places um, where you're going to find me.
0: Wonderful. And your book comes out July, 2020. Yes, (sighs)
2: Yes, <sighs> July 2020, and um, it's being published with Thomas Nelson, and um, I can't share a ton of details yet because they keep you, like, under the veil of secrecy, <laughs> 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 but, um, but soon enough, I'll be able to share, and I'm hopeful that it's going to be something that um, will make moms excited about.
0: Yeah. Well, I know a little teeny tiny bit, and I think moms are going to be very, very, very excited. I'm very and excited. Yes. Because
2: exactly, dads do. Yes. I don't always think about the dads that are out there, but this book is actually going to be good for dads. I hope. Yay. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
0: Perfect. <laughs> awesome. well, we have at least three that listen, so we'll let them know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That's me too. <laughs> All right. And um, before we go, we always like to ask if there's something that's bringing you joy right now, and that's like... This is your question because you just did a whole talk about fighting (laughs) for joy in your, in your, in your, is it in your homeschool or in your life, in your days? I didn't get to hear it. I wasn't at the event. Fighting
2: for joy just in your life. Um, Okay. And it could apply to, you know, anything. So Mm -hmm. what I, can I, I'll just share what I shared there was I asked moms to make a joy list and I felt super, Almost embarrassed to share that because I thought it sounded too like Pollyannish and dorky. But I'm kind of a big dork, so um, <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know what? This I'm being true to myself." So I, some on my joy list, one of the things that I shared. Number one actually is skipping, and um, that solidifies me as a dork, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I said that is because it's impossible to be grumpy and cranky and irritable when you're skipping you just can't and and further evidence of how important skipping is to me and why I think every mom should skip with their kid is I have been skipping with my dad since I was a little girl and we still skip he's 65 43 and when we are hanging out sometimes like we were skipping in the middle of Greece and everyone stared at us it was so silly but we held hands and skipped down the street there's just you cannot help but be joyful when you're skipping so um I challenge all of you moms go out and skip with your kids it'll bring you joy I we need to start a uh,
0: like hashtag like skip like Greta <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody can everybody can share their photos skip like Greta <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's really
2: fun. And slow-mo, like, if you want to really, like, rock your kid's world, they'll love it. Like, you do slow-mo videos of you guys skipping together. <laughs> it's hysterical. And they'll laugh. And, I mean, it's just, like, just try it for recess or, you know, break time, whatever. We don't even have recess, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, when you need a break. For PE. Go out and do some slow-mo <laughs> skipping videos. <laughs> It'll, it's so fun. Awesome. <laughs> I love
0: this. What i know about... it's so random I love what, you get with me. <laughs> what about you kate
1: um uh, staying on the dorkiness path here uh, something that brings me joy is crunching on pine cones like when you get a really good pine cone and you step like on you're it you're eating right? it Oh, <laughs> no, <like crunching laughs> with your, like your feet i, was like, I should probably clarify <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> I'm a hardcore nature lover. No, but it just, oh. this time of year in New Hampshire, it's just it's so gorgeous out, and the pine cones are everywhere, and it's been dry, so they're like thick and hard. And then oh. when you step on them, they make the most like just wonderful noise. It's just this. I love that. Yeah, and my kids love it too. So we go. We're going on a hike after we get off the podcast to um, an outdoor sculpture place and there's going to be tons of pine cones so we race each other to see who can crunch the most I and you can just get one up ahead if you're paying attention if you have your pine cone <gasps> eyes on you can just like stealth
0: your pine cone eyes <laughs> i love know, that seriously
1: i'm such a dork <laughs> i love that about it it's just such a satisfaction to like get a good one yeah, yeah. okay pine what cone crunching you? skipping <laughs> Jura's going to be murder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me? Me? No, no, no. Um, although I, I, I do love my true crime. But no, mine is fall too. Um, mine is uh, I decorated for fall for like the first time in a couple years. And so that seems like, oh, yay. Oh, that's really happy and exciting. And like I decorated for fall. But here's here's the thing is that... Um, I'm just like putting this out there, just going to be open and honest about it. Um, Be vulnerable. (laughs) And so I, I have anxiety and I have struggled with anxiety for a, a while. And, you know, I've been trying to find like a medication that worked well for me. And I realized in this treatment that like, I've also had some things that were depression symptoms. And so it was like, I just wasn't I couldn't get like decorated for fall like there were just things those things just seemed way too overwhelming and especially last year was just really really hard and now I'm on a medication that seems to be working for me and I'm like decorate all the things buy like 40 gourds (laughs) um so I'm swinging the (laughs) other way but um so anyway I, I guess okay so mine is decorating for fall but also um that if you know if you're in a place where you feel like you need Um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to talk to your doctor or, or talk to somebody because the, the change that I'm already feeling and it hasn't even been like the full six weeks or whatever of being on this medication is like, it's bananas. I can't even believe Mm. what a difference it's making. So, um, yeah, so I'm just putting that out there, even though it's a little hard to talk about and a little scary, but, um, and don't be afraid to talk to people about it because there's resources out there that can really help.
1: I think you just helped a lot of people by being vulnerable and saying
0: that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because if you're
2: struggling to find that joy and you're just not feeling like you can be there to do (laughs) fall decorating or Mm -hmm. whatever else is happening in your life, you can't show up for that without tremendous anxiety or Fear or whatever it is, um, yeah, you need to talk to, to someone and get help to deal with that. I'm so yeah, um, just grateful you shared that with everyone because it is really scary to say I need help.
0: It it's very, it is, and it's I, hard. I think part of what's hard is that sometimes you start to feel like whatever you're dealing with is normal, and then mm-hmm. like I didn't realize how not normal it was until I got the help I needed. Um, yeah. And I've talked about this on Instagram, I kind of had to fight for it a little bit, like it wasn't Mm -hmm. coming easily. So I just want to encourage people like, um, but that's the thing. It's like those those things where if you're just kind of surviving, and you're not finding, you know, I mean, of course, there's things that bring us joy, but like, um, if every day is hard yeah, you know, that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> right. um, I mean, yeah. I think we can all say as homeschool moms, and we've talked about a lot in this episode, that there are times when it's really hard. And there are times when mm. we feel really overwhelmed, and we can't find that balance that we think that everybody else has. Um, right. But that, that's like, that should be a, a, a short period of time until you get back to a point where you're feeling like things are a little bit um, you know, where you're not just like holding on by your fingernails every day. So, right. and, Um. so yeah, just like talk to somebody. And if you don't get the help you need, keep, keep talking and keep, keep reaching out. And I, yeah, I just think it's, it's important because sometimes we don't know how kind of off track we've gotten until we start to get back on track. Yeah. That's right. so and good. part of
1: that is because nobody talks about it.
0: Right. I yeah. know. Like
1: it's this taboo that we show that we have mm-hmm. a, you know, a quote unquote weakness. Yeah. Or something that we're struggling with, where if it yeah. was physical, you would treat it right it would be a no-brainer brain- no and you talk about it like look what I just did to my arm
0: right right yeah. right I always talk about yeah, that with my husband shame. like nobody would tell him to put like just put more essential oils on his diabetes you know like <laughs> oh my God. and and I love essential oils don't get me wrong but I mean it's it's a real thing so you yeah. know you have to That's yeah true. it's okay it's okay um you know, we can do all kinds of other wonderful things that can support all those mood things and emotional things, but sometimes it's just really important to get the actual help you need from a doctor. So, okay, somebody say something funny now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make a tissue dance? Oh, I know this one. Um, you put a little boogie in it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Greta, thank you so much for being here. It was so was such a good talk. Good oh, talking thanks, to you.
2: Guys, I'm so glad that I get to be with you and that it worked. Yeah, and um, we could find the time and make the time and I'm grateful for our morning together.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, well, we will put uh, links to everything we talked about today over at the show notes at the okay. homeschoolsisters.com. and you guys have a great rest of your day.